How is everybody doing? Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Professional Dependent Podcast. It is me, your host, Mike Franklin, coming to you with another episode. This one is geared towards deployments again, but with a different twist. If you'll remember the last episode that I did on deployments, we discussed how to handle things as a spouse and tips and tricks on how to kind of navigate the before, during, and after from a deployment. Well, I had a guy reach out to me that where I'm on the Facebook, the men's Facebook page with, and he was like, Mike, I have literally seen deployments from every angle. I think we should talk. And we had a, we got on the phone, had a quick conversation. I was like, you know what? You are absolutely right. This is an incredibly unique perspective, and it would be awesome to share your perspective with my listeners. And so me and Kevin got together, recorded this episode. It was a lot of fun. Um, he has literally seen deployments from every possible angle. As a kid, his dad deployed. Then he deployed as an active duty Marine. Then while he was single, then he deployed as an active duty Marine while being married. Um, and then after that, you know, his son deployed and now his wife is active duty Navy. And then she's going on ship duty and, you know, going off on the boat. So he's literally seen it from every angle. And when his wife, while his wife's deploying, he's now a stay at home dad as a dependent, so literally every possible angle. This was an awesome conversation that I had with him. Um, we went down a couple rabbit holes, and honestly, my favorite rabbit hole that we went down was Legos. Yep, I said it, Legos. Uh, turns out that Kevin owns a business where he sells Legos, and I thought that this was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, his store is going to be in the show notes below. It is betterbrickstores.com, and it's really, really cool. I really want y'all to go check this out. Uh, he is an authorized Lego dealer. He's got all kinds of stuff. And I'm actually looking at his website right now. And some of this stuff is super, super dope. Check him out. Betterbrickstores.com. Support a male military spouse. But I'm not going to keep y'all. We're going to get into this episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And well, real quick, sorry. We're going to talk about sponsors. Sponsors for today's episode, as, as always, DependedDogGear.com. I uh, have some new stuff coming for Valentine's Day. And finally, I'm getting the handle of doing some vinyl cutting, so we're going to be able to do some little customization and just have some other things coming out on the shop. But DependedDogGear.com, check it out. Bandanas, leashes, as I'm looking at my dog, and he's bored with my conversation. Y'all have a wonderful time listening to this episode. Stick around. It's about an hour. Y'all have a Great day, and I look forward to hearing what y'all think about this episode. And there we go. So, Kevin, so why don't you tell, for the people that don't know you, uh, we we barely know each other ourselves, so for, for all of us in the room, why don't you kind of just give us a quick intro, who you are, what you're, what you're doing, and a little bit of your background. All right. Well, my name's Kevin. I am a military spouse. Uh, my wife is in the Navy. She's been in the Navy for seven years. She's in the nuclear program. Um, that's with the... Uh, power plants not the uh, weapon systems <laughs> you always got to make that distinction <laughs> yeah you gotta yeah people are like really nukes no, 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 not those kind um <laughs> the ones that make things go go not the ones that make things go boom right so uh yeah so uh i've been a spouse since the get-go with her um i actually i'm i'm, re- I'm retired military myself i was a retired marine i retired in 2010 
So I actually had a short period where I was a civilian and living in Florida with palm trees and happy. And then my wife goes and joins the Navy and that all just <laughs> went away. So uh, now I'm back with the Navy bases and now I serve no purpose. But, uh, you know, before that, uh, I was born on a Naval base. Uh, I was born in Camp Pendleton. My father is a retired Marine. Um, my, uh, you know, I have, I have uh, two small children with my wife. I have one older child who's 25. And uh, he's currently in the Army. Um, so I've been military, you know, throughout my whole life uh, since I was 17 up until I was, what, 30. Eight thirty nine, something mm-hmm. like that. I have to go back and do the math on that. <laughs> <laughs> math is overrated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, I, you know, I you, you reached out to me after one of the podcasts I had done talking about deployments and how to handle deployments as a spouse. Mm, yeah. And you, the conversation we had leading into this, like you literally have seen deployments from every possible angle. Yes. Yes, I have. See, when I, uh, when, when my father being a retired Marine, um, during most of the, you know, he, he joined the Marine Corps in 1968. Mm-hmm. Um, I was born, I wasn't born until 74, but he stayed in all the way till 2000. Uh, well, no, no, it wasn't 19. Gosh, I am getting old. My dates are all maxed up. <laughs> 1997, 98, I think he retired. So he was okay. around for desert storm and everything. So, I mean, I, I, as a child, I was a sophomore, maybe a freshman in high school then. Mm-hmm during the desert storm watched my father deploy off um with the first marine division so i saw it as a child um an older child but still a child and uh you know and then of course i joined we were actually my father and i were actually in the service at the same time together um i joined in 92 and he got out like 93 94 somewhere it wasn't long about a year so so there's a little bit of an overlap it was about a year two year overlap between our two ser- with our two services now hold on a second my phone just glitched there we go <laughs> all right so yeah so i, I saw it as a child deploying out and then uh of course uh i have several combat deployments um as well i uh did a tour in bosnia somalia um two in iraq and afghanistan i'm sorry three in iraq uh, i forget that three in iraq and then afghanistan <laughs> Um, so, you know, it, it was a military at war then. Right. Um, and then, uh, of course my son who, uh, after, you know, my first deployment, he was still only, oh, wow. He was like two mm-hmm. and I got to watch him deploy off to Afghanistan. Um, after I got out and you know, he joined the army. And so I watched as a father, I watched my child go off to right. war, um, and had to, uh, come to terms with that that was difficult that was actually more difficult than i think any of the thing watch my father or myself Mm -hmm. was my son um and and having you know that separation i I felt the need to want to be directly involved with his deployment which i could not be so i had to i struggled with that um and then with my wife um she has gone off she's uh she's now getting ready to get assigned to her second sea duty here um, so I've had to, I've had to do it as a husband, you know, with kids, young kids. And, uh, yeah, so I've seen it from every aspect as a, as a dependent, watched my parent go off mm-hmm. as a father. I've watched my son go off myself, uh, both married and single. I've gone off 
and uh, as a spouse, I've watched him go off. So, yeah. So, so let's let's walk that back a little bit because I kind of want to hit on all of them just because okay. there's definitely there's a different mentality and there's a different set of emotions that go through with each of those. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, what, so, so let's talk about that. You know, so like you said, your dad deployed when you were like a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. So what was that like as a high school kid watching your dad go off to this? Uh, big I was thing? stuck to CNN. Um, yeah. I, I can only you know, imagine. We, you know, you know, we were, we were at the time we weren't, we didn't know what to expect from, mm-hmm. Uh, the invasion of uh, the the, uh, the saving of Kuwait and the yep. uh, the fight against Iraq, we didn't know what to expect as a military. Um, we hadn't been in a major war since uh, Vietnam, so mm-hmm. we there was a lot. There was a lot of, and, I, and it wasn't like I was in then. I just remember I was stuck to CNN. I mean, we we would we would record it, you know, on a VHS machine. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and, and my my mom and everything, and. Uh, you know, highlights from my dad gets back. That's what she right. would say. But the truth of the matter is we were just kind of all stuck to the TV, you know, praying to God we don't see him and hoping to God we do and, uh, you know, all that. And uh, it was scary because very little information flew back. So right. imaginations could really, you know, what are you doing? How are you? Um, you know, it really didn't happen. Right. Technology wasn't as advanced uh, for Desert Storm, so there weren't a lot of. I think he only called home once, and it was after the war was over. Yeah, probably, probably on his uh-huh. way back, saying, yeah, yeah, I'll, be I, home, "I'll be home in three Tuesdays." <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty much just like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we just got back to California. Yeah, it's like wow, it, that that whole section was just missing, and he was gone for uh, seven, eight months mm-hmm. uh, before we heard from him again, except for you know the occasional. Uh, a letter or right. something like that that would come in. And you know, I, I had I so I had friends that because you're you're a couple years older than me. You said you were born you're born in 76, is that what you said? 74. 74. So you're so you're about 10 years older than I am, but I can remember having friends whenever I was in grade school that their parents deployed, you know, with the with the first desert storm. Yeah. And you know uh, completely on the outside because I'm, I'm not a military kid you know I'm, i grew up just south of fort polk so a lot of my friends were their parents were military and i can remember seeing them and just like the way they they had no clue where their parents were when they were coming back what was going on and they were just i mean literally like you're saying just glued to the tv well my mom there was no facetime there was no yeah. email there was no communication there was nothing i mean it was literally it, like blackout until you got back CNN was the closest we got yep. um, to knowing what was going on and where he might be and what they might be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, my, my mom kept us real busy um, at the time. We, uh, I, I would collect newspapers mm-hmm. um, and uh, every day I'd bring home a newspaper after school and my mom would help cut out newspaper clippings because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that was a pretty big deal yeah, <laughs> going on. And uh, we cut out newspaper clippings together and we built a book mm-hmm. that, uh, I, you know, I wish I knew where that book was nowadays, but I, you know, I don't know what happened <laughs> but that, but that was really helpful. So, I mean, uh, my, and if I could give advice to um, high school students, it worked for me, you know, younger high school students. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I was, I was about 14, 15, something like that, um, uh, is to keep busy with articles and 
you know, under supervision articles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really kind of, it, it, it made a connection. Mm-hmm. I could connect with what he is doing, you know, what he, what's, what's going on in the world. And that's, you know, what is good that's happening of all right. this. So that's, uh, I felt like I was informed that I was involved. Um, so that, that was helpful. It really was being, you know, keeping busy with what, what dad's doing right. you know, or, or tentatively doing. Yeah, for sure. That's so awesome. that, absolutely. That was really helpful. Um, and then of course, you know, my father got to watch me go. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I know how that is now. It's a really scary thought watching your kid go off. Um, but, you know, my father watched me. Um, my first duty station was here in Norfolk. I was attached to the fleet anti-terrorism security teams, team six mm-hmm. um, out of Norfolk um, after the school of infantry and uh, security forces school. And uh, so he watched me go off to uh, uh we went to Somalia first and no, it was not during Black Hawk Down. That was before my time. <laughs> <laughs> not, I, long, not long after, I think it was a, maybe a year or so, but yeah. It, but but uh, <laughs> everybody asked me that. You in Somalia? Did you see the helicopter go down? No. No. <laughs> no. We still have Black Hawks, but no, I don't have any. <laughs> or in the Navy, they're Seahawks, but. Uh, same, same. Same, same, just different color. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so yeah, he he watched that, and then of course uh, Bosnia, uh, which was entertaining. And uh, later on, I you know I went to the uh, we geared up for the big one, which was mm-hmm. the invasion of Iraq, um, and uh, that that was a big one for him, um, but uh, for for me too. And uh, then I went two two times after that, and then I still stuck around, went to Afghanistan, so. Um, as a, as military, uh, my first time in Iraq, I was not married. The second and third time I was, and then Afghanistan, I was married. So what was it like on the other end of it? On the as, deployment? Uh, as, as, as on the deplo- yeah, as the person being deployed, what much was it easier. like? Oh, yeah. much easier, <laughs> much easier. You know, here's the thing with, with, with deployments. When you're deploying and you wake up, in the morning, you know where you are. You know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know if you're safe. You know if you're not. Right. Um, and, and as a spouse, you don't know any of those things. Exactly. It's it's a big, dark, you know, mm-hmm. it, smoke cloud. You don't you you have no idea what your spouse is doing from day to day, from minute to minute, hour to hour. They can tell you what they did. That doesn't right. help you right now. And it, it's it's scary. I think it's I think it's scarier on this end. <laughs> it was going yeah. down range well there's a lot of unknown and there's a lot of there's a lot of guessing even like now with technology you know my, my wife just came back from deployment she came she came back like right before halloween and it was a short it was a super short tour it was only it was only like 90 days but it was like she also only had 10 days notice mm-hmm. so she was so it was harder for my kids like, yeah. tw- like about halfway, like the first part of it, they were okay with it. Be- and I was, you know, I'd do it, you know, a lot like what your parents were doing with you whenever y'all, you were in high school and your dad deployed is, you know, try to keep them busy, try to keep them entertained, doing things. But as it started creeping into Halloween and they're like, is mom going to make it back for Halloween? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Is, but it's, it's, 
it's definitely t- it's definitely tougher on the family side than on the deployee side. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, when, when you uh, combat is has its own elements of uh, oh, I, absolutely. That's that's <laughs> that's a whole that dude, that's an a episode whole for a whole thing. nother. <laughs> so I'm not taken away from that. <laughs> no, like, there's a big difference between trying to figure out what you're going to cook for dinner and getting shot at. There's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully not shot at the same time. Um, I mean, hey, but, depending uh, on where you live. <laughs> <laughs> well i got out of portsmouth so there you go um but uh yeah it, it, it's it is a totally different animal um and you know it was really unexpected mm-hmm. how different it is being a spouse to being uh, a service member um i i my my uh my mind's eye to it was well you know i've done all this before i've moved around every two years i i've seen deployments i i know what to expect i you know so even as a spouse i thought i right. knew and i don't know i didn't know it's horrible over on this side it, it can be very lonely it's mm-hmm. it's very uh trying um even when they're not deployed it can be really rough i mean they're yeah. 16 hour days you know you just you just don't know is mommy coming home i don't know probably exactly she, said she was but you know i could change you know <laughs> and you know and that's the part that i wish more people understood or were willing to talk about because i've talked to so many spouses like oh i've been a spouse for 12 years i know how to handle it every deployment's different yeah you're you're especially if you have kids your kids are going to handle the deployment different if you're in a different yep. state, it's going to be different. You may not have the same support network you had at a previous duty station that you have here. You may not have a support network here. Maybe yeah. one of those situations where you you PCS in and three weeks later, your spouse is out the door. Yeah. So everything is different every time. And I wish a lot of spouses would lose that ego of, I know what's going on. I've done this. Yeah, you, you got to plan for the worst, hope for the best, and hope exactly. it gets somewhere better. Um, that's, that, that's the military in me right there. Plan yeah. for the worst, hope for the best. And if you land in the middle somewhere, you did a good job. Exactly. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's every, every deployment is different and every situation is different. The kids get older mm-hmm. and they start becoming more aware of, of things. So, you know, it, it becomes harder on them. Mm-hmm. You know, babies are easier. Um, it's but uh, the adjustment period upon returning it, it can be challenging um, for everyone. It creates a lot of stress. Um, I, I know this firsthand and secondhand how much stress there is upon returning. I think returning is probably one of the harder parts mm-hmm. um, from a long deployment. Um, you know, your service members used to certain noises, a consistency of yep. noises. They can't sleep. Um, you know, they, they want to jump right back into the game and, oh, mm-hmm. when I left, I was doing this, this, and this, so I want to go right back to doing yep. that. They don't realize that, well, you know, you know, honey, uh, I got that, but I've, I've been doing this now by myself for eight months. I got right. this. I, you just, you just do you right now and you, you know, focus on you and they, they want to jump right back in. Another thing military members have a hard time with after deployments with their spouses is their expectations of return. Mm-hmm. They have so much time thinking about what, how things are going to be when they return. I mean, everything from the greeting to the, the first dinner to every, and, and it, it's, they've had so much time to think about those things. It, it becomes a downfall to them when they don't always happen. 
or and does it can, happen the exact way they had it in their head? Right, right. They 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 spend so much time planning their first week home, their first month home that mm-hmm. uh, it's very difficult to live up to those expectations. Um, advice to that is for this. You know, it, I always tell my wife, I said, don't have any expectations. Yep. You know, we're a family. We're gonna we're gonna slowly roll back into this and uh if you if you have expectations it's going to be very difficult to meet to them mm-hmm. with the demands of every day so that, that's that's one of the biggest things i and, and and i know that because i did it when i was a service member i'd spend hours and hours and hours just fantasizing about the reunion home right and and, and it never it never panned out quite the way you know I know. I think one thing that's, and it might be, it might be harder for our female service members and the guys. I don't know. Cause again, I, I never served. I'm, I'm a just straight up dependa, but I can imagine like, especially if you have kids as a mom coming home, really feeling like you need to just dive back in and be a mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember after my wife's first deployment and it was just a regular air force deployment, six months, nothing, nothing too crazy. But then she came home and she like she really felt like she had to just dive right back in and be a mom. And a lot of like what you were saying earlier, like, look, I was like, babe, I've been doing this, you know, by myself and with my support network. I was like, just take your time to relax and decompress. Just be here. And then, you know, we can work, we can worry about working you back in after right. you had a chance to be get used to being back home. You decompress. don't have to jump in and be super mom today. Kids aren't going mm-hmm. anywhere. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, the other thing is, is my daughter became very daddy attached. Yeah. And uh, my wife came home and uh, she is sadly, she didn't want a whole lot to do with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was tough on my wife, you know, because it, it's her baby. And right. uh, the baby was like, you know, she, she'd call her and mm-hmm. Adeline would, uh, would run to me. Right. <laughs> Almost like, you know, stranger danger. Exactly. And that was very hurtful, but in time that mm. that goes away. She knows, you know, she knows she knows who you are. <laughs> she just uh gotta work back into the routine of things. Exactly. And that's that's something that I don't think a lot of service members take time to realize is that they think the integrate reintegration part is just gonna be super easy. Like, oh well, you know, everything was going fine before I left. Mm-hmm. And and as the spouse, it re- the service member may think it was everything was fine before you left. It wasn't. It was all. It was hectic. It was chaotic. You didn't know when you were leaving. You didn't have your stuff packed. You didn't have your orders. Then all of a sudden, you had your orders. You were leaving in two days, or you, you know, sit on the ship or in the dock for a week after I say goodbye. What's up with that? Exactly. <laughs> you look at the windows like it's still there. You could yeah, be home. I'm still getting phone calls here. What's going on? <laughs> right. We had to. You haven't even had to turn your cell phone off yet. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But I almost think. So how was that? That's something that we hadn't really talked about. How was the from the deployer side and then from the the the, the spouse side? How was the run up to deployment from your point of view? Like, you know, so you, you know, you're leaving right. and you've got like the, those last, like that last month before you ship out. Um, the, well, from the military side, um, it was fast paced, um, you know, time ticked by really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we were very busy checking the block on everything from, you know, uh, making sure our 
will and testaments were in line to uh, physicals to training operations yeah. um, spending you know it might as well have been deployed the last 30 days before the deployment due That's... to the fact we're spending most of it in the field anyway right um, you know breaking us in um, so it was really fast paced and uh, it, my wife kind of just stood off to the side I you know there wasn't a whole lot of time to worry about being gone there wasn't even a lot of discussion about what happens while i'm gone right um you know she just took over um so and then of course you deploy so it was just really fast-paced and from the military side you're 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 so you're so focused on the deployment itself you Mm -hmm. don't really spend a lot of time you know worrying about what's going to happen while you're gone you're worried about being gone you're worried about time running out you're trying to crush in that last you know dinner somewhere or that Mm -hmm. last you know bottle of wine with your wife somewhere you know but uh in the end it's just moving it's just moving and then then you deploy from the spouse's side it's very slow paced Mm -hmm. um you're watching you you get the warning orders you're watching you're not sure they're okay we're leaving no we're not leaving Okay. All right. Well, we're leaving now. Okay. Mm-hmm. When are we leaving? I, the next week sometime, you know, it's it just, it's, it's coming, but it's like, it's almost like the, uh, the, 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 you know, they call sheep a lot. Um, so, you know, wait, how's that saying go? The, uh, if you, if you yell sheep too much or, or wolf, there it is. Oh, cry wolf, yeah. There you go. You hear the sheep, you cry wolf a lot. Yeah. So you, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, they're kidding. They're not even going anywhere. And uh, <laughs> I, can, I can freely admit that that thought does come to mind. Like, dude, are you even deploying or not? <laughs> yeah. It's, and eventually you're kind of like, can you just go? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, can you just go now? Because 100% over with on this. Um, and then, of course, they, they get on the boat. You have the whole ceremony. You say your goodbyes, and the damn mm. boat sits there for a week. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so you're like are you going or are you gonna come i'm gonna pick you up right (laughs) are you coming home from dinner or are you (laughs) are you eating in the galley i don't know what's going on right now i mean so there's that and then eventually they do you know head out um it's kind of sad at that point because um well on my phone we have a, a 360 app so I can, it's a GPS app. We can GPS each other's phones right. and I slowly watch her leave. Oh man. Yeah. And, and you know, and then, and then it's gone. Right. Cause the GPS will lose it. Yeah. Cause it gets out of, uh, out of the space. But, uh, it, so that's kind of sad. Um, and then, uh, I, I tell you what, the Navy's a lot better than the Marine Corps was. She will call. I'll mm-hmm. get emails. Um, you know, I'll get, I'll get little voice, you know, minute, videos that right. she'll send the email not usually longer than a minute minutes kind of pushing it because of the size yeah because it can only compress so much right and their internet's not exactly the greatest thing on there so right it's primarily for ship purposes and then they get a little bit of a little bit of bandwidth mm-hmm. um they get phone calls that's pretty cool um we did plan for the uh international phone so mm-hmm. when she does get somewhere close to land she can pick up a phone signal right on but uh, that, and that's actually pretty cheap. I, I, I really suggest that for uh, people is to look into the international plan. You don't have Definitely. to turn the phone off. And then they, they, can, they can get text messages mm-hmm. and, and send text messages. And they're, they're, virtu- they're very inexpensive. 
Phone it's calls definitely not as expensive as it used to be. No, phone calls can be a little pricey, but uh, mm. but the text messaging, you know, hey, I'm, I got I got a signal. Hey. Right. <laughs> exactly. We we've got we've got a couple, we've got a one hour window that we can send yeah. text messages. We're good to it go. It's two in the morning. I'm not sure I'm going to stay up for this, honey. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> It's like you're, we're 12 hours time difference. I'm not sure this is a good idea. Uh, Adeline's going to be up in an hour, so let's uh, talk quick here. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, so that, that was, that was it, it was harder, I think, being a spouse because mm-hmm. you kind of just stand back watching. And, you know, it's tougher. It was tougher for me being prior military. Right. Because I wanted to, I wanted to put a uniform on. Right. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do, let's do this. <laughs> and and I'm not. And I'm very isolated. And mm-hmm. you know, so it it's just kind of kind of chill. And so, then you do your thing. And then yeah, then then you kind of fall in. You kind of fall into being super dad. And mm-hmm. then then the spouse comes home and you're like, I got this. Like you mm-hmm. don't. Have to, <laughs> and then they're like, What do you mean you got this? I'm like. We got, I got it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's Tuesday. We got this. Yeah. Look, we, <laughs> look, we already got dinner planned out for the week. We've already got like laundry's done. Like, just go, go do your thing. We got, I got this. So, yeah. but then, and then, so I, I was wanting to save this one for a little bit because I'm, I'm sure it. So what was it like as a dad? Uh, I, I, dad I figured, that, I figured this one was going to be a little heavy for you, but it's, Dad, what was that like as a dad watching your protected. son? Yeah. Uh, well, I was I was angry in a wow. lot of ways too. Um, you got to remember, I look at it from a military side. So I remember uh, we had a commander when I was in a, when I was deployed out. We had a commander that got us all together. Um, I think he was an 06. Anyway, I something like that, and he got us all together. He basically said, you know. Guys, we do this so that, you know, for freedom and country and all, all this. And, but the primary reason we do this is so that our children don't have to come back here and do it for oh. us. <laughs> and, and that is why I never forget that. And you know what? I never right. remembered that speech up until the point where my son right. was leaving to go to the same place I went. And I was just like, come on. You know, that, that, right. that, that so was a lot of anger there about, uh, you know, unfinished work. Right. Um, you know, a, a little bit of the politician anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, I never really got into the politics when I was in the military, you know, or even as a spouse too much, because mm. I find that if you get into politics, you usually get angry and then you can't solve anything and you're just living angry. So I, yeah. I ignore all of it. But, uh, and then I was, it was, uh, when he was gone, it was like out of control. Mm-hmm. I want to know why hasn't he called me? Why hasn't he done this? Why, where, where is he at? What's he doing? Right. And, and, and I even caught myself one time I was calling, uh, the, uh, I think it was battalion command. <laughs> Cause I hadn't heard from him right in like two months. And I was like, yeah, I know they got phones there. Right. And, uh, so I, I, I called the uh, battalion command and I talked to a Sergeant major there and he was like, you know, he's like, you know, I, I get you. I get it. You're a dad. Right. You were in the military. You're retired. He goes, but you gotta let your kid go. <laughs> Gotta let him do it. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's easy for you to say. You're here in the States. But, uh, 
you know, so it was it was a constant battle watching him go or, li- or th- when he was gone. Right. Uh, you know, I really wanted a downy uniform. You know, right. a very, very protective feeling, though. Not right. I didn't want to join in on it. I wanted to go there to like watch. Make sure it. he was OK. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was scary. Um, I, I did not I don't did not envy that at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not at all. Um, and at that point, uh, when he went, I was only out of service at that point for uh, three years, four years, something like that. So I, uh-huh. it was still fresh in my head. Right. And, uh, is that, that was, that was tough. It was scary. I don't, I, 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 I he's, he's still in the military. Uh-huh. I wish he wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> but he's okay now. He's in Alaska. So he's just cold. Oh, nice. Where's he at in Alaska? Uh, outside of Fairbanks. Oh, so is he's you say he's army? So is he Wayne? Is he at Wainwright or is he at uh? Is yeah, he I don't know. I don't know which one. He's right by the Air Force Base. Okay, so he's at Fort Wainwright. Okay, so yeah, because he said that because uh, he was actually talking about coming home for Christmas and how he can't afford the plane tickets. And uh, mm-hmm. we just I just bought a house. I was like, ah, oh, I can't afford to send you either. It's like it's like a it's like two grand for a yeah. round trip ticket. And I'm like, well, how about I pick up a max flight? He's like, what's a Mac flight? And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me, man. Yeah. So these, young, these young kids, I got this. I said, you go down to the Air Force Base and you ask them what planes are going where in the States and they will take you. They, they, <laughs> they, got, they got Space A. They, I think the Space A usually goes out of J-Bear, out of, out of Anchorage, but they can get you there. Yeah. I told him he'd probably have to go to Anchorage. Um, yep. But uh, yeah. And he's like, really? The military does that? I'm like, absolutely. You have to bring <laughs> your own food, though. Don't expect like, um, you know, some airman to come up and hand you like a freaking meal or something. It ain't going to happen. Don't ask for the Wi-Fi password on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, we were. So we were at Ielson for three years. That was actually okay. my uh, my wife's first deployment was while we were in Alaska. And I honestly had an absolutely phenomenal support group up there did you absolutely so um one of our really good friends are actually still up there he's a buddy of mine he's the uh he's the og commander for the guard i guess i think that's what he is but his wife and i became really good friends and like there was just so uh you've ever heard of team red white and blue team rwb no so there it's a veteran service organization and there's a really really amazing chapter in Fairbanks, you gotta tell your son about it if he's up there and needs something to do. Great group of people. Okay. Um, but that was my that was my support network in Alaska. So anytime my wife went TDY or her deployment, any of that stuff, like there was this group of amazing individuals that just if I needed something or if I was struggling, they had me, and it wasn't even a conversation. I didn't even have to say, "Hey, I'm having a tough time." They just we were such close friends that they could just tell if I was like super stressed out. And they're like, Hey Mike, come have a beer with me. Bring, drop your kids off with this person. It was not it was <laughs> what we do. It wasn't like drop your kids off with a stranger. It was like, just come have a beer, come have dinner, come over. You know, and it was, it was phenomenal. I love, love team red, white, and blue. They were great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, 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 I wish yeah, you know, they had more of that kind of stuff out here. I've actually considered becoming an ambudsman um, for the uh, the Navy uh-huh. because of because of my experience with deployments. Right. Um, but then I, you know, I, I, 
I keep thinking the Marine's going to come out of me and be like, just suck it up. You'll be suck it up. <laughs> it's, it's not that long. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Come on now. They're in the Navy, for goodness sake. You know, where they gone? Six to eight months. The ship will run out of fuel. They'll be back in a minute. Right. You know? <laughs> but, uh, I, I mean, I so I was a key spouse, which is the basically the Air Force version of the Navy Om, Omni Omnibuds. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. So it's basically the Air Force stole that from the Navy, just basically flat out, and um, you know put their little Air Force spin on it. But I did it in Arkansas as a key as a key spouse to repay a couple phenomenal male key spouses that I had in Alaska. My buddy Jason, um, who's been on this podcast before, uh, he's a male male spouse. They're actually getting ready to move. They're in Japan right now, getting ready to move back stateside, but. Now he was like, we need more male influence in the spouse world. There's a lot more male spouses than people realize. And to not have that male voice, we're really, we're really setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was at, before I found the group on Facebook that mm-hmm. we're part of, I had no idea. I actually, I, I started off as a joke on the, uh, the spouses page, um, my wife's like, Hey, you, you know, because you know, it, it's, it's all one-sided conversation, right. not my side. And so I started off that. I don't know if you remember, I started off the one with the, uh, Hey, who wants to talk sports? Anybody catch the last, you know, the football game. And, <laughs> and, and, and it just rolled from there. It was hilarious. Um, but, uh, I, w- I, I wish male spouses would, I had I, I, up until this group I'm with right now on the Facebook page, uh-huh. I had no idea anyone existed out there. <laughs> <laughs> Literal <quiet>. unicorns. <laughs> yeah, it, it's quiet. And my yep. wife would brag me to those uh, the family uh, the, the the family readiness groups. Uh-huh. Oh man, I just sit there and talk to the uh, uh, the command master chief the whole time. Right, <laughs> go in the back of the room and talk to the CMC. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not really into the. Uh, so much into uh you know knitting class on tuesday and, right you know all that kind of stuff so it, it male spouses really do need to come out more and let 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 each other know that they're there and show up to the frg meeting so i know you're around <laughs> there it is because because what because what do we end up hearing is the for the guys that are trying to be involved and are, we're trying to pull other people out we always hear well i went one time and it wasn't my thing so i never went back it's like well you gotta go back. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> you you don't really have a. If it wasn't your thing, go back and tell them, hey, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't my thing. But if we start doing a couple, like maybe this other thing, then we can get more other guys involved. Which is what yeah. y'all. Which is what y'all said at the last meeting that you wanted is more male spouse involvement. Yeah, you gotta keep yeah. showing up. Well, you know, I still keep going to them only because it's just you know I support my wife. Right, for sure. She's mandatory, you know. Yeah, mandatory volunteer. Yeah, voluntold to be there. Yeah, voluntold to go. So uh, I I go out of politeness. Yeah. (laughs) So there's there's been a couple times where I've shown up at different you know different things like that, and kind of the same way you do. Like, well, I'm going to go because she has to go, Mm -hmm. and then I get there and it never fails. There's at least one other male spouse there that's in the same exact boat. And they kind of look at you across the room. It's like whenever you like see somebody like wearing your favorite band shirt across the, the bar, you're like, "Hey, we 
We got the same. <laughs> we, we need to. We need to. We need to yeah. talk. <laughs> you, you, you kind of fight your way through the crowd, and you end up finding you end up leaving with a friend. <laughs> two, two lost souls in the, in the scene, <laughs> reaching out across. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I sadly have not seen a whole lot. <laughs> so um, yeah, when I when I go to them, there's just there's not there. Um, so, but. I still go. It's been a while now since my wife's had one, uh, mm-hmm. but she's been on uh, short duty now um, for a hot minute. Like I said, she's getting ready to go back to ship. I think next month, she said, but they keep pushing it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> conversation earlier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, you know, it's, it's the military. You're not, you're not doing it until you're doing it. I had to, that was another, when, I, when my wife first joined up, she, She's like, they told me this. And I'm like, honey, don't get stressed on stupid things they tell you. Because you know what? In the military, it's kind of like this. You're not doing it until you're doing it. Until then, it's just a, it's, it's just it's just theory. <laughs> hurry up and wait. <laughs> yeah, hurry up and wait. And, One and of my then favorite just, expressions, hurry up and wait. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That, but uh, good news for her on this one. She thinks she's going to the, uh, the Stennis on this one, which is uh, the Stennis aircraft carrier, which is in dry dock. Okay. <laughs> which means basically, I don't think she's going to deploy. Hey, that'll work. Um, so you might have long hours, but uh, right. you know, I, I think that she, my phone keeps cutting over here. Sorry, I got another message there. Very good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't think she's going to actually deploy out on this one so that's good if she does i'm pretty sure the stennis is out of washington state which means that we're gonna have to relocate eventually yeah but whatever we just bought a house that sounds about right there was there was some kid in process because i'm working at the on base here now finally and um there was some kid that in process the other day with my office and he was like, yeah, he's like, I really didn't want to leave the last duty station. We had just bought a house a few months ago. And I was like, nobody told you the fastest way to get orders is to buy a house. And he, he kind of looked at me and was like, really? I'm like, it's the oldest joke in the military. If you uh-huh. want to leave the place, buy a house. <laughs> That's exactly. And, and you want to get rich in the military? Don't sell it. Just rent yeah. it out and keep going. <laughs> He's, he's leaving little landmarks of rental property all over the country. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a buddy that we met in Alaska. I think he's got like four rental properties. Yeah. Because of that thing, like they buy a house, like six months later, they get orders. And he says, so he just rents them out like all over the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can, uh, if, if you prove with the orders, they, I think that if you use the VA loan, um, which we do, uh, they, uh, they, they ask you to stay in the house for a certain amount of time before yeah. you rent it out. I don't remember exactly what that time is, but uh, yeah, if you if you provide orders to them that you had to leave, mm-hmm. you don't have to sell, and they usually waive that for you, so you can continue to buy houses with the VA, which is nice. That is nice. Yeah. Man, that's so we we talked about deployments as a kid, as a deployer, as a spouse, and as the dad. Yeah. And like I said, the worst one's got to be the dad. I can definitely see how that's got to be the worst one, it, it's, especially it's being prior military. It's tough. It, it is really tough. And then, you know, when they come home, you just want to grab them up. Right. Because he's they're always your baby. I don't care how, how big and tough he thinks he is. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's just your baby. I mean, uh, it, 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 what was that movie, um, Father of the Bride? 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I always I always go back to that movie when I think of my kids. And uh, it's like my son, you know, he, I, when he told me I'm going to Afghanistan, I, I pitched, you know, Dad, I'm pulling off to Afghanistan. I just saw his four-year-old little kid go, Daddy, I'm going to Afghanistan. I'm right. I'm at war. Playing, <laughs> playing soldier. He's got like your old, got your old blouse yeah. on. The helmet's too big for his head. Yep. It's kind of falling over. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. so that's that's what you see as a parent you, you see your little kid and uh but you know what that sergeant major was right i had to let him go yep <laughs> they've got they've got to, they've got to be able to grow up and do it on their own no matter how much we don't want them to they yeah grow, they, yeah, they grow do. up eventually yes they do and uh and he's his own man now and i'm really proud of him um and we've got that going for us you know a unique thing for my family um the national defense service medal Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the highest award you can get, but we, it's very unique for our family because uh, uh, my father joined the Marine Corps in 1968. He mm-hmm. served uh, two tours in Vietnam. He's a force reconnaissance Marine. Okay. Uh, okay. And of course he got national defense medal during Vietnam. Um, years later, he went to desert storm during desert storm. They activated the national defense medal again. Mm-hmm. And so he got a star on his oh, national cool. defense. I was in during Desert Storm at the very tail end. Right. Well, I got the National Defense Medal. So his star was my medal. I stayed in long enough that when, uh, after 9 11, mm-hmm. I got a star when we went to war against terrorism. Oh, wow. So now I have a star. My son, who came in just a couple of years after me, right. got, the Nas- got the National Defense Medal for the war on terror. So we all, for three generations back, we all have each one of each other's medals. That is awesome. Isn't that neat? That is so we, that is I really told you cool. You got to stick around and get a star now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to stick around long enough for something else to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we we got it all the way back to 1968 to you know to today's war. I, I actually I don't think they get the National Defense Medal anymore. I think it's gone again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to go and look, but but it's kind of neat that they all kind of. My dad's first. He got a star. I got right. the one that gave him the star. You know, I got the one for nine eleven. There now, it's I have a like star. stairs. My son, my son got that one, and so on and so forth. So that was pretty neat that we all of our medals kind of line up, in, right? In a sequence. That that is pretty. That is pretty unique, and that's going to be one of the stories that's going to be really cool for him to tell whenever he gets older, and like if, you know, have it all laid out. That would be mm-hmm. that would be a really cool thing to have. Yeah, as far as like memorabilia yeah. or like just a you know family heirloom type deal. Well, we, we do have a, I have a brother as well um, that was in the army. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, six years younger than me. Um, sadly, he died in Iraq. Okay. Um, I was finishing up my third deployment. Um, I was home for uh, less than 30 days because I was still in my deserts. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was killed in Ramadi. Mm-hmm. So as a, as a brother, I've, you know, had to, uh, we've as a family we've had to bury service members too and uh that's that's tough it's real tough yeah uh, that that i i can't imagine because i've i'm an only child and have not i've I've, I've lost friends over there but haven't had to bury any any family so i can't imagine how that must have felt it was it was that was tough that that was pretty much at that point that's what kind of killed my military career yeah um i stuck it out for another let's see four five six seven eight nine uh ten six years which would have mm-hmm. been 
Um, I, I actually just reenlisted for my in debt when, uh, uh, for my retirement, mm-hmm. um, right before it happened. And so I just completed that out. I actually could have stayed in a couple more years and I was just I was done with it. I was done. I was burned up. There wasn't, well, there wasn't much left in the tank. So, I mean, not, not after, I mean, that whole Ramadi time frame. Mm-hmm. that's, that's just an ugly time frame. It was, it was, that was a tough moment. Yeah. Well, our, my whole family being military as we are, because I, I have other military members and family members. My, my father's brother is a mm-hmm. retired um, Marine Colonel. Mm-hmm. My father's other brother is uh, um, a Navy chief. Mm-hmm. So we've, uh, we've got a very, very extensive military family. I mean, I was born in the first person to hold me was a Navy commander. and you know and then my children are being born in naval hospitals so it's 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 kind of neat how i don't know just some families you know just that's what we do but we're proud of it we really are we're we're proud of being military being military is okay I, I, i tell i used to tell uh you know my subordinates that i said you know you can get out and the grass is probably green on the other side but you'll, for the rest of your life, you'll, you'll want to come back in. You may think you want out now, but you, when you leave, you're going to want it back. You know, there's been, there's been a lot of my buddies. So I've, you know, I've worked also my, my background is law enforcement. I was, I was a cop for eight years and I was, I was a cop before my wife joined the air force. And, uh, then I became a, whenever we got to her, her first, her first duty station, I was, I got a job as a civilian cop at the air force base. Okay. And so having been prior law enforcement and working as a cop with the Air Force Security Forces kids, you know, I was telling them, they're like, oh, I want to go be a cop on the outside. I'm like, honestly, this gig's better. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to tell you, they're like, oh, but we have training on our days off. I'm like, you ever go to court on your day off, sit there for like five <laughs> hours only to find out that the case you're there for got pled out a week ago? Like, <laughs> like at least whenever you come to training you're doing something <laughs> yeah but, they, but almost all those okay. kids almost all those kids like i see them they get out and there's at least some aspect of it that they're like i miss this and it's usually yeah. the people yeah it's usually the people um and yeah, yeah. and you know what even even the gig's not that bad yeah we don't make the, all the money in the world we really mm-hmm. don't but you know what you you got a job mm-hmm. tomorrow you'll have a job yep um you know you, you're secure health coverage is there it may not mm-hmm. be the best with tricare anymore we all have issues with tricare these days but uh you know it's there yep. and it's a, it's a constant it's something it's something you don't have to worry about right um our, our biggest problems is missing those Christmases and missing yep. the birthdays. And, 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 and I, and I, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, now it's, you missed a birthday and mm-hmm. missed the Christmas or an Easter. Now, when someone says, thank you for your service, you know what they're thanking for. Yeah. They may not even realize what they're thanking for, yeah. but now, you know, yeah, that's, that's what it is. And yes. that's, been, that's been the tough thing for my wife is she's both times she's deployed. She missed our oldest daughter's birthday. And the first time she missed Christmas and like the whole holiday season. But so that's like, you know, that happens to, to, to us and we'll go somewhere. And usually what ends up happening is somebody will thank me for my service. And I'm like, Nope, 
I'm the spouse. She's the service <laughs> member. And you're seeing me. So like you see, like this is the way I look, you know, big dude with a beard, overweight. And people are like, thank you for your service. And I'm like, I don't know what about me says service member, but it's her. <laughs> and then so we people did. People will tell them, they'll the turn time. to her and say, you know, thank you for your service. And I'm kind of the same thing. I'm like, you know, I, for most civilians, that's a knee jerk reaction when they see, you know, a service member, you know, thank you for your service. And it's a knee jerk thing, but I'm like, that's what they're saying. Even if they don't realize it. Yeah. It's yeah, the, it's, yeah. it's the, it's all the stuff you miss being gone. Right. And, and there, and that's what, and that's what the thank you's for, but you know, it, it's funny. You bring up the, uh, with the, being the military spouse as a man. Yeah. Oh, oh, I sat on the phone with Tricare for 30 minutes to explain to him why I did not need to give them my social. <laughs> you need my sponsor's social. They're like, can we have your social, sir? I'm like, I can give it to you, but I don't think it's going to do any good. Right. Not not for what I'm asking for, because I also have Tricare for life, but I had to sign off on it so to go back on the prime right. while, while she's active duty. So... So it, 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 I, I can bring it up, but it's going to be all jacked up. We're mm-hmm. looking to you. So why don't we just give the last four of my wife? Well, sir, yeah. we can't do that. Why, we need yours. I'm like, look, <laughs> just going in circles. Here. <laughs> or, or my, the best one is uh, was on uh, Veterans Day when we all when we, when we all get the discounts and the free mm-hmm. meals. And, and my and my wife, she, she just eats that up. So she she plans the whole day out for those things. Yep. <laughs> and uh, we go around. They're like. Um, she's like, we're military, and they'll go, "Oh, sir, can we see your ID?" I'm like, "Not me, uh-uh. <laughs> not not today, not that today, my good sir." <laughs> that one over there. Mm-hmm. They, they look at, but 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 she's and, and and then they're like, "You're in the military?" I'm like, "Yes, she's in the military." But, but <laughs> you're but you're a woman, <laughs> dude. Every time, every time, it, 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 I, I just laugh. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, and, and of course, happens. I could give them my card, but why? I enjoy, right. I enjoy the entertainment. <laughs> and for me, it always happens like if we're paying, and because like we have USAA, like like so many other military people do, you know. And I'll hand them my debit card with USAA on, and they're like, "Oh, thank you for your service." I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> right <on. laughs> you, yep. You're looking for my spouse. <laughs> well, you know, we, we we had USAA. Now we now we have Navy Fed, but mm-hmm. um, we uh. I got I got mad at them because every time they would call, they you know they they would talk to a petty officer uh, Greenberg, and I'm not a petty officer, and I'm and and and, and, and I'm like, and, and I guess she had on speakerphone. I was like, I want them to call me by my rank. <laughs> <laughs> so so now they're like, so now they're like, okay okay, Gunnery Sergeant Greenberg, we got, we got like that's better. <laughs> right. <laughs> Call me Gunny, damn it. That's right. <laughs> do push-ups. <laughs> so now they do. Now they now they call me by my rank now. So <laughs> as I thought was funny. It's the little battles. It's the little ones. <laughs> I'm like, I want a rank too. Come on. <laughs> but at least you actually have one. And you're not <laughs> yeah. like some of those other spouses that we know that are like, uh, oh no, we're, we're, we're we are a petty officer first class. Like, no, uh, you're not. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I told my wife because she because she, she said that she goes, "You're not going to wear my rank on your sleeve." I'm like, "No, why would I demote myself?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> uh, somebody had asked me once, like not too long after my wife had joined, because I've got a degree 
And they're like, you know, in my law enforcement background, they're like, why don't you join? I'm like, no, because my wife will outrank me and I'm not saluting her when I see her on base. <laughs> <laughs> like not happening. I got, I, I got standards. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I got to draw the line somewhere. Okay. <laughs> my wife just texted me how the interview is going. I'm ignoring her. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, just tell her we didn't we didn't talk about spouse we didn't talk bad about spouses too much. No, not too much. Not too. You'll edit that part out. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm leaving it in. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I've kept you on for about an hour, which I, I told you is about what I try to keep keep these at because yeah, you've got stuff to do, and I have no idea. My youngest daughter downstairs doing God knows what. Um, I haven't heard, I, I don't smell smoke and I haven't heard screams, so I think we're okay. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> but I, I saw something on your social media. You have a business. I do. I do. Go, go, I, ahead, go, go ahead and tell, tell the eight okay, people that are going to listen um, to this I, about your business. I own a Lego company, L-E-G-O, the toy. That is super dope. <laughs> um, I came across it on accident. It wasn't, uh-huh. it wasn't something I planned on doing. When, when, after I, uh, when I retired out of the military, I went to college. I got a degree. And uh, I'm actually a nurse. Okay. And... Uh, I never got to do it because my wife joined mm-hmm. right after I finished my externship. And then she's like, well, we want to have kids. So I was like, well, I guess I'll be the stay home. This will be fun. And I, I found myself just bored out of my mind. So I started eBaying things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to thrift stores, garage sales, and I have eBay stuff. I came across a couple of boxes of Lego. I wanted nothing to do with it. I, I don't, it, it's a whole world that I knew nothing about. I didn't have right. Lego as a kid. And, uh, my wife's like, look at the, how much these are going for on eBay. And so, all right, whatever. So I bought these things. I'm uh-huh. really cheap. Sold them on eBay. Made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I spent the next year after that researching how to sell Lego online. Because I had no idea how you, how you right. organize it, how you do all it. So I spent a lot of time researching it, got it together, started off about 200 pieces of Lego. Uh-huh. Started listing them online. I was selling them. Wasn't making a killing on 200 pieces of Lego. Right. Uh, but I was making some money. Um, next, So I just started putting money into it and said, this is working. I'm just going to start dumping money into this thing and see where it goes. Um, I, the company is an LLC company. It's called Better Brick Stores. Um, okay. I sell to 218 countries around the world now. Wow. I have an inventory of a little over a million uh, pieces. Uh, back stock about 3 million. Oh, wow. Um, I sell on Amazon, Etsy. Uh, eBay. Um, I have my own website, betterbrickstores.com. Um, in addition to that, I also sell on Bricklink and Brickall. Uh, Bricklink is owned by Lego Corporation itself. So I actually had to sign a contract as an independent Lego distributor for Lego Corporation. Oh, that's cool. And uh, I, you know, well, I, we just bought this house here. I usually have six employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right now I'm down to only two. We just, I just got the shop back up and running again. But yeah, I, I was able to do it out of my house. It's a little too big now. I'm actually in a, in a barn out back uh-huh. that I furnished. Nice. <laughs> my hobby got too big. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good problem to have. But uh, yeah, I, I would run it out of the, run it out of the home. It was, it was, it was brilliant. Um, and, you know, it, it does all right. I mean, uh, last year, according to my accountant, I don't see it. I made six figures. Nice. I don't see that money. I don't right. know where he got that fee. <laughs> you're, you're like, I made, I made how much money? Where is it? <laughs> yeah. Now, where is this money at? Most of it went to taxes. And, right. and then I had a lot of expenses and stuff. Because over the last 12 to 18 months, I've really put money into the business. Right. 
and and I pay out employee costs and all that mm. stuff and blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, so I do that. Um, when my wife's gone, it's tough to do. She gets yeah. home, you know, five six o'clock at night, and uh, my employees have already been there and gone by then. Right. I go out. I go out there at uh, you know seven eight o'clock after mm. the kids are heading off to bed, and I stay up till two in the morning working. <laughs> Yeah. Then I wake up at six thirty and do it all over again. Absolutely. So I get four hours sleep a night. That's all I get. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, we, I'm, you're going to need to send me, text text me that uh, that website so I can put it in the show notes so way people can find yeah, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Kevin, this was a lot of fun. We I'm glad we got to talk about all the different stages and kind of the different perspectives from being on the different sides of it. This is something that a lot of people I know I haven't personally heard it. Cause I've always been on the spouse side and it's, you know, and I've talked to my wife a little bit about, you know, what is it like as a, as the military member being downrange, but you know, she's kind of echoed what you said. It's a lot easier. You know, you, you know what your schedule is. You really don't have, and my wife is medical. So it was like, for her, it's like, she literally knows her schedule every day. Yeah. And there's right. nothing different. She goes, she goes, she goes to work, she goes home, she works out, she eats. That's all she's, that's all she does. So this is, I think this is really valuable information. I'm really glad we got together and had this conversation. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So, oh, that picture, uh, the Facebook, since you looked at it, um, it, the background picture, not lonely Uh, playing guitar, the the one, the background. Yeah. um, That's a picture of uh, me in my dress uniform and my wife in her dress. If you want to use that, you can. Nice. Well, good deal. Well, I won't keep you any longer. I said, it's been about an hour. Kevin, thank you so much. This was an absolute blast. Hey, it's been a pleasure. All right, buddy. We'll we'll talk soon. All right. How are you doing? Later, bud. Bye-bye. Wow. That was an awesome episode. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, go check out Kevin on his on his website with the Legos thing, the betterblockshop.com. Um, link is down in the show notes. Um, thanks again to our sponsors, me. DependentDogGear.com for all of your dog bandanas and leashes needs. And stick around. My plan moving forward is going to be to do an episode every two weeks. I think that's going to make life a little bit easier on me now that I'm working full-time again to be able to record quality content, not just put together something real quick and put it out there because y'all deserve better than that. And anyway, thanks again for listening to today's episode. Drop a like, leave a review. Anything you can do to help me grow this this platform would be greatly appreciated. And we will see you all in two weeks. Take care.